There we go. Episode one of Friday Night Council Chat. We're back again. Uh, it's, it's a fun week for me. I'm all over the place, but I thought I'd just stop by for a little podcast and not really uh, leave you hanging for another week. I thought we'd do another fire, a, a quick fire podcast. Got my cousins on, so I got Adil on, I got Mohammed on. How are you guys doing? You both okay? Is, have you had a good week so far? I'm recovering. I'm being good, but I'm recovering. Covering from your illness, that pain. A week and a half of illness. The guy behind me might be helping with your suffering in, in a bit. I think so. I think he's lighting my mood up. He's lighting the mood up as well with like training exactly. pictures and meeting Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. For the people <laughs> not watching, um, it's a picture of Cristiano Ronaldo. So if you're listening to us, I've got Ronaldo as my background this week, but my head is literally... You have to, you have to I have to, your head. I have to duck to the side. I have to duck to the side, but my mood is just so bright this week. I mean, I went to watch England versus India, the cricket, and India won and England lost, and I was really upset, but it doesn't matter. You just move on. It is what it is. But I got to see my cousin, Mohammed. So, Mo, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. How are you doing before Adela starts coughing himself to death? (laughs) I should give a pre-warning. I should have given a pre-warning. I thought I you'd might, recovered by now. I might erupt into coughing fits. <laughs> just mute yourself. <laughs> or just do it in laugh. Just do it in laughter cough or something. Laughter cough is, is fun as well. <laughs> oh man, which is good. Sorry, Mohammed. How are you been? You okay? That's right. I'm, I'm been all good. Yeah, just chilling. London based now. So um, yeah, soaking it all up. It's all good. Culture and whatnot. It's a nice little culture you've got there. I treated you to a little bit of dessert as well. You treated me to food the day before. So it's nice to see you properly in the flesh as opposed to um, just like talking to you on WhatsApp as well. And uh, for everyone that hasn't, well, you're new to the podcast anyway, you're just popping on for this episode, but you're a Spurs fan. So you're a lot closer now than you were when you were living in the West Country. So it must be really nice to be able to actually have uh, a closer tie to Tottenham Hotspur, your football club. So how did, how did you find that, first of all? I mean, it's, it's a lot of good. It gives me opportunity to actually go and watch a game, um, mm. which is quite because from West Country, Gloucester ends all the way to uh, London, it's like two and a half hours, three hours, mm. pretty much, um, just to get to the stadium and whatnot. So now it's just literally 30, 40 minutes, if that. Um, so it's a lot more convenient. And I can finally see Mr. Harry Kane play. And it's staying at your, it's staying at your club, so you didn't make a deadline <laughs> yeah. day move or anything like that. Man City didn't exactly. want to buy him. They were like, his dodgy ankles and Daniel Levy isn't good enough for £160 million, which is crazy. But um, before we get into the whole Man United thing and, and the weekend's games that we're going to come up with, um, what are you expecting from Tottenham Hotspur this this year, Mohamed? And then Adela and I can just give our opinion. That's kind of how this episode will go, just basic football talk. Um, I, I'd say, I mean, truthfully speaking, um, what I want is top four. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's within reach, in theory, if things go to plan. Um, again, I'm, I'm sceptical, though. I feel like five uh, position five would be kind of more or less the more realistic one. I think. Yeah, I'd say Chelsea, it would be. Chelsea have a really good. Chelsea have a really good squad. United, City, um, Liverpool, even, uh, and I just can't see Spurs, although they're good. I just don't think they will be consistent enough. I think they have. I think they have a quality manager, Nuno Espirito Santo. It's just if they can get past their Spursy mentality of messing up and not really turning up in some of these bigger games. Like last season, they came up in some really big games, six-one against Man United. They did pretty well against a couple of other teams as well. But it's just the fact that with Jose Mourinho having left before uh, the League Cup final, their biggest game of the season, they capitulated. They 
lost in the Europa League as well. So hopefully Nuno can do something with this UEFA Conference League. And it's been good that he's been playing some of your younger players like Oliver Skip and Jaffet Tanganga as well. Delhi Ali's come back into the squad. And like you said before, Harry Kane's staying at the club for another season. So it'll be quite good to see how Harry Kane kind of does. Son is just a quality player, man. He's not exactly like this guy behind me, but it's still a quality winger with, an, with the number seven shirt on the back. Again, it's a Ronaldo reference. Going to be making loads of them today. He's not, he's not the best seven in the league. He's not yeah. the best seven in the league. Not, not yet, not yet. Adam, how do you see Tottenham going? Because they're playing Crystal Palace this weekend away. So it's the early kickoff, actually, at Selhurst Park. So how do you see that game going and how do you kind of see Spurs going this season? Uh, Crystal Palace versus Spurs. Well, first of all, I think they'd probably do better than Arsenal will. Much mm. better than Arsenal will. I don't Mine's better than Arsenal will. You, you, we see that every season as well and, and kind of, it's kind of been happening every now and then but sometimes Arsenal will win an FA Cup or they'll do pretty well. But it's just... Yeah. Arsenal, it's we'll talk about them later when they come on but like with Spurs, how do you kind of see them besides mentioning just Arsenal because they're more of just the Arsenal rivals nowadays as well. Um, as far as weekends can go, um, I think Tottenham probably win that as well. They look pretty solid. <clears throat> solid. Yeah. The past three games they've played as well. They've yeah. Won, all three of them won nil the top of the league. They look solid defensively. Obviously, they've got Kane coming back. He didn't really play much before the international break. He had a proper scored, rest as well, which is yeah. really good. Scored for England a couple of goals, I think. I'm sure he scored a couple of goals. I think he scored. Yeah, I think he scored one because um, Lingard scored two. I think he scored a weekend. penalty. I think in the first game, and then he scored another one. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. the one against Hungary. The second game, he scored a header against Hungary. Yeah, he scored against Hungary. It's that racist team, but we don't need we don't need to mention that because of, like, I'm just yeah. saying I'm I'm like we talk about racism all too much on this podcast, but we talked about a lot, way too much on this one. But yeah, but yeah I think say no, say no to racism hashtag. Let's just throw that out. There. Just say no to racism. <laughs> like we don't we don't like racists on this podcast. Whoever comes on, we don't like racists. I, hashtag, I've, I've, take the new. hashtag take the new. It's gonna, <laughs> hopefully they're not being racist in Poland tomorrow. As we're recording, the Poland game is going to be on tomorrow um, for England. But hopefully they avoid the racism like the plague back in um, Poland. But I doubt they will. Polish people are quite uh, quite as far racist. As the season goes for Tottenham. Um, I don't know if they can compete with a top four unless I'd, one of them really slips up. Yeah, I was saying six or seven personally because I think Leicester will still be quite strong. Yeah, but Liverpool, still there. Liverpool, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United, Man City, yeah. I think are going to be the solid top four. I don't yeah. see any of them dropping out now um, from what I can see. It's just that Tottenham can go six or seventh, I think. I think Spurs and Leicester will compete for five, six. Yeah. Uh, West Ham maybe as well, seven. There'll be a sneaky horse in there as well with Sam with the way they're playing. Yeah. They can keep Antonio fit, they're going to be very good. But yeah. um, what's your score predictions for the games on on Saturday? So Crystal Palace versus Spurs. I'm going to go for Spurs three, Crystal Palace one. What do you guys think? Spurs win, Crystal Palace win, Mohammed? I think uh, probably a Q1 to Spurs. Because mm. we've, we've always struggled against Palace and I don't know why. Mm. It's been one of those teams, I think. One of those bogey teams. I'm going to go for a goal to nil, Spurs. Another goal to nil. Goal to nil for Spurs. Harry Kane, yeah. bottom corner finish. Mo do, you play, Mo, do you play fantasy football? Um, I I did last year. I didn't. This, I haven't set my team this year. Can you? Is oh, it too man. late? You know. You can start. You can it. still do it. You can still do it. It's fine. Like you'll you'll catch up. It'll be fine. You can. This this is a nice little plug for me as well. You can join our fantasy football league uh, for the Friday night for Council Snap pod, uh, podcast league. Um, in that, I am ninth at the moment out of 
23. So that's not great at the moment. My team is called Luke Kyle Walker in reference to Luke Skywalker. But I don't think Kyle Walker is that keen on Star Wars anyway. But um, for me personally, it's Arsenal versus Norwich when I have no players in either of these teams. So I don't really care what happens. But Arsenal, as Adam has said before previously, they're not in the best of starts this season. They're the complete opposite to Tottenham. Tottenham are top of the league, Arsenal are bottom of the league. Norwich was second bottom of the league. So whoever gets a point or three points will be off the mark uh, for the season. I've never said this on on like the podcast, but I don't feel sorry for Arsenal at all. Like, because like for me, like you guys, like you guys, like you guys know, I like to be neutral as a, as a host, but like for me personally, like the way Arsenal treated like um, Ainsley Maitland-Niles recently, not letting them go on loan. They didn't treat Mez Ozil properly. The whole, um, the whole China thing as well. They got, just got rid of him to Fenerbahce. That was awful personally seeing that and just the way that Edu is as their technical director Arteta just isn't a man they really should have invested in a proper manager once upon a time but they didn't because he won an FA Cup um Mohammed how do you see this game going Arsenal could be another team if you wanted to go and watch them if you wanted to they, they have spare yeah. seats available at the moment daily <laughs> you, 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 you don't need to go to the theatre you can watch a comedy show down the Emirates just, just be there like, like, like that kid in the Simpsons going ha ha just go down the road just be laughing at them and wear a Spurs shirt as well or Arsenal fan TV just be an Arsenal fan TV and pretend to be an Arsenal fan we're over Robbie we're over we're done there's nothing happening for us anymore just make one of those more iconic quotes uh, sorry, I, don't like, I don't like some of their fans' attitudes, thinking that Arsenal is still a good team or they still have a team good enough to compete with the top teams. I don't think they have. Yeah. I think that team isn't capable of competing for the top 10, let alone the top four. I think they can make the top 10. They just need to get their act together and find a proper starting 11 because they just keep mismanaging all of these players. And they were the ones that spent the most in this transfer window as well. So um, back to you, Mohamed. How do you see this game going with, with Arsenal and Norwich? Do you see Arsenal winning or um, do you see Norwich causing I, I, an upset? I want Norwich to cause an upset, but I think that Arsenal will probably edge it. Uh, yeah. It depends on, obviously, Norwich. If they're just mm. going to do a route one style of play. Um, I feel like they'd struggle Arsenal. Yeah, because Arsenal, have, have, yeah. they signed another right back as well. So their main player, like Todd Cantwell, who plays on the left or on the wing, he'll be trying to take on this new player if he does start as well, which which will be quite good to see. Um, but I don't mind Norwich. Like, I think they're going to get relegated, but I don't, I don't think... I think a draw is the best thing Norwich can hope for. I think Arsenal will get off the mark this week, um, this weekend, because... Yeah. Realistically, everyone should really be back from their COVID or their ill, um, their illness as well. And Amazon are recording them this year, like they did with Spurs a couple of years ago. So it's going to be fun to see how um, <laughs> Arsenal actually do. Um, I think Arsenal will win. I think it's going to be a two-one Arsenal win. Are they playing home or away? Arsenal playing at home. They're playing at the Emirates. Oh, so okay. it'll it'll be good to see from the Jets' point of view how if Saka can take his form from the England set up to Arsenal and actually crack on from there because he has been playing a lot of games for England. It'll mm-hmm. be good to see how he actually does. And it'll be good to see if like, even the likes of Pepe or Bamiyang, like Kazette can, can cause an issue. But I'd like to want to ask you a question. Have we seen the best of Pierre-Emerick or Bamiyang in the Premier League? And do you think he's going to get any better? I just want to ask you that question. Trust I think we've, I think Aubameyang is past his best. 
We've seen Aubameyang see. as the top scorer as the Premier yeah. League once upon yeah. a time, but I don't think it's going to I think we've that seen it and that's it. I don't think he's going to improve. Mm. Or I think he's too exposed, isn't he? Yeah. I, think, I don't think he's going to get Arsenal to where they want to be. I don't think Aubameyang is the player to do that for Arsenal anymore. I think once he signed his new contract, I've not seen anything from him. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing we saw was when we were in India and we saw Bamyang score against oh, Man yeah, United, exactly. and and then he scores against Man United a penalty at Old Trafford as well. Yeah. We're just there, like Bamyang just turns up for the Man United games, and he just he just hasn't helped Arsenal as much as the club captain as well this season, um, or last season as well. So it'd be nice to see Arsenal show a bit more fight, a bit more commitment, not just for the manager but for the fans and for their own personal pride. But yeah. um. I don't think we're going to see the best of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang anymore. It's not someone I'd like in my fantasy football team, but he's not someone that I feel is as threatening as he once was going through on goal, wearing that number 14 shirt like Thierry Henry. I, I think we'll maybe we'll get a max of 15 goals out of see 15 goals out of him. Mm. I don't think he's going to get more than 15. Yeah, it'll be good to see because they're not in the European football as well. So it's just literally yeah. just focusing on every weekend game coming up in the League Cup that the they won 6 0. Domestic competitions. Yeah, exactly. Which is it. Alan, how do you see the Arsenal versus Norwich game going? I don't know. I don't know if Arsenal can get out of what they're in at the minute. I, I think they can in this game, of all the games. Because remember, they had City, they had Chelsea. And I, see Norwich, I see Norwich doing something against them. Yeah. I'm going to go for a draw. One all draw. One all draw. Yeah, I've got, I'll, I'll go for a one all draw with you or a 2 1 Arsenal win. But Mohamed said that uh, it could be an Arsenal win as well. Um, Brentford versus uh, Brighton and Hove Albion. This is where I think you've got two really good style of plays coming up. Uh, Brentford, they're quite a fun team to watch normally from the Championship. They've done really well in the Premier League so far, I would say, as well. Drawing to Aston Villa, winning against Arsenal, obviously. Um, we don't need to go too in-depth with this because I'm pretty sure none of our listeners are from Brighton or support Brentford. So a uh, quick prediction from me, I think it's going to be a 3-1 Brighton win because I think Brighton have been playing very well um, this season so far. They have a player called Bissouma, who I think is outstanding and we should have really put up the money this summer. I think Arsenal should have paid up the money, £50 million to actually secure him in centre-mid because I think that's something that Arsenal lacked and he could be a top-six player anytime soon, use Bissouma. Uh, Adil, how do you see uh, Brentford versus Brighton going? Brighton are playing away. Brentford have started good. Brighton started good as well. Mm. Yeah, Brentford have got a couple of good results in there. Obviously, being Arsenal, um, then they got a draw against Villa. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who they played the game. The other game. I forgot. Never mind. But yeah. yeah never mind. But I see that being a draw as well. It'll be a good draw. It'll be a three o'clock game as well. So it's, a, going be, it's going to be one of those that um, you'll see on match a day with probably a couple yeah. of goals, I think. So that's yeah. why I went for 3-1 Brighton. I think it'll be an entertaining game. Maybe a two-all draw we'll go for. Yeah, it's just Brighton with that XG to see if they can actually get some goals in as well. Mohamed, how do you see Brentford versus Brighton going? Is that a game that really interests you or not really as much? Like, Will you be uh, out on Saturday oh. thinking, Brentford versus Brighton, oh, what a game. Should I be watching this <laughs> when I go back home on match of the day? From my night out. Um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I don't really watch it. <laughs> I feel like after the big game, I just turn match of the day off. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was like, is, is it the one that you're going to like turn it off before or after? 
That we know you You see the highlights on like YouTube or something or Instagram, if that, if you see like it on, on there. Sorry, yeah, carry on. Or, or when you're like, or when you're like bored in a waiting room, they have like um, like reels up on the screen, mm. for example. That's the only <laughs> time I ever watch it. I mean, because it's not taking the mic or anything, but the football isn't that great. Mm. <laughs> not, not compared, yeah. not compared to the mighty Tottenham Hotspur, in it. Not compared to Harry Kane FC. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Son Kane. Lucas, Bergwijn, Deli Ali, all of that. Yeah. I think Oliver Skip's going to be very well. Again, I mentioned Oliver Skip again. But yeah, how do you see the game yeah. going? You can just see a quick prediction and can move on. There are better games to, to um, talk about. I, I feel like Brighton, I, I know Brighton are a lot stronger, um, mm. uh, especially this season. Um, so that kind of puts them, me kind of more weighted to their side. I reckon they'll make a win. Maybe one, two, two, no. That's Two not Brian, nicely done. Now we're getting on to the big game of the weekend, the one that everyone around the world is looking forward to because uh, it's obviously involving a team from Manchester. It's involving someone who we believe um, has got just the whole footballing world with all of his eyes on him. So, uh, Adam, let's it's, go to you. Let's go. It's a shame it's at three o'clock. It's a shame it's at three o'clock because the world won't be able to see this game. But um, yeah, so everyone's going to be watching. Mind you, it was Every- scheduled. It was scheduled before he actually made the move. Yeah, but we, we don't need this. We don't need this. We <laughs> just we just want to see the fact that will Benjamin Mendy play again for Manchester City after being <laughs> accused of being a rapist? <laughs> the world's eyes are on Benjamin Mendy. There's no one else in Manchester that they cared about because it's Leicester versus Manchester City. And Benjamin Mendy has been accused of raping someone and it's the worst thing you could do as a man. And I physically felt sick when I saw the news and he was actually convicted and is in prison. It's disgusting. I don't want to talk about it anymore, but the fact that Benjamin Mendy has actually been convicted, again, innocent until proven guilty, but it's disgusting, man. Like, how can you do that to yeah. multiple women over the course of living in Manchester and going to, it's disgusting. Like, I literally felt sick when I saw that news. But Leicester versus Manchester City. Four separate counts as well. Not just Four one. Se- Four. Four separate counts. He, he needs someone like Matthew Murdoch to be his lawyer to get out of that, but that's awful. <laughs> that's so yeah. awful what he did. Um, but yeah, yeah, Pep Guardiola didn't mind it. Pep Guardiola was the one that was like, oh yeah, I can't control what my players do. But he, he's clearly not too much of a tactical genius if his players are rapists. First Adam Johnson at Man City, now Benjamin Mendy. Disgusting. Manchester City, disgusting, man. Um, Where yeah, let's associated with players like that too, with your club. We can't be doing that. Not We can't be doing that at all. We at Friday Night Counter Attack, um, we don't like rapists. Simple as we that. We condone kind of behaviour strongly. We just, we're just like, no, just, just don't do that. Be nice to people. Yeah. Hashtag believe. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't go there. <laughs> Leicester versus Manchester City. Let's get back to the football. Let's get back to the football. Um, Leicester, um, they're, they're on flying form. They beat Manchester City already this season with a 1 0 win in the Community Shield. Ian Acho scoring against his old team. This is a game that, if I wasn't going to the next game that we're going to be talking about, that I'd be looking forward to watching. That should be like yeah. a Sunday game in yeah. front of like a Sky Sports channel type thing. It'd be something that. I quite enjoy watching Brendan Rodgers' football and Pep Guardiola's football for both of their teams. I think Jamie Vardy will score. He'll, he likes scoring against these big teams and he's a big game player as well. 
Um, but I think Manchester City are going to win this. I think it's going to be a 3-2 or a 4-2 win for Manchester City because they did start strong. Obviously not against Spurs, Mohamed Spurs, who beat them 1-0. Um, I forgot who scored in that game. Was it Lucas or Son? Son, wasn't it? Son. Son, wasn't yeah, it? Son, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Man City with Grealish. Um, I think Foden may be back. De Bruyne may be back as well. Um, then you've got the likes of uh, Jesus who's been playing very well. But like I said, Leicester, they're always winning with a shout because they always turn up in a lot of these big games as well. And Leicester are another, yeah. another team that can beat City. They usually do. Been a bogey team for a few years. Do you see Jamie Vardy turning up? And do you see... Um, oh, he will. This def- he'll, this, he'll, do you see this defence actually containing this Man City def- uh, attack? Because it can be done. We've seen it the first game of the season. But how do you kind of see this, um, Adel and then Mohamed? First of all, they're playing at the Etihad. They're playing here. They're playing in the King Power. There's another team the playing Power. in Manchester. There's another team playing in Manchester that weekend. That same time. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. Mm. If they're playing in the King Power, I'm going to go for a Leicester City win. Yeah, Leicester City fans. Well, I be... see Leicester City. Well, I see Jamie Vardy doing something and celebrating like he has done the past three games. I don't know who he's going to copy or what he's going to do, but he'll do something. You might do like a dive because it's like Jack Grealish. Maybe. Jack Grealish just yeah. diving or just do something stupid <laughs> like that. You'll go, you'll go to Pep Guardiola and be like, don't hire any racists anymore and don't hire any racists something, something odd like that. But it's fun seeing Jamie Vardy <laughs> like that. Mo, how do you see Leicester City this season? How do you see them probably rivaling to first to fifth, sixth position? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're strong. I mean, the, I think their best buy was Tiedemann, to be honest. He's a, He's a, he a wicked man. player. Yeah, honestly, such a wicked player. He was just, he was kind of that final piece in the puzzle, I guess. Um, and they're just so much stronger. They were so much stronger last season. Um, yeah. And I feel like they'll continuously be that. Um, so again, they, they will challenge quite hard, I think. It'll, it'll be good to see it's Leicester, especially in the Europa hard. League as well. Yeah. The Europa League yeah. and they've got the Premier League and they'll try and win back that FA Cup again from January. So it'll be quite good. But do you see them beating Man City this weekend? Do you see Man City kind of rolling over this Leicester City team? I, How do you see this going? I feel like it could be a draw, mm. um, personally. I just, I don't think it, I don't think it'll be a rollover situation. Yeah. Uh, Okay, but again, I feel like it will be a, a difficult match. Nah, that's cool. Both that's sides. absolutely fine. But yeah, I'm, I'm going for like a 3 2 4 2 Man City wing. I'm going, um, I think Leicester City will start off well, but Man City will come back with the onslaught. I think Pep Guardiola has got his final piece in the puzzle with Jack Grealish, another attacking creative midfielder. But imagine if they had Harry Kane. I feel like the league would have been won if they had Harry Kane, despite Asain Ronaldo, despite Lukaku against Chelsea. But Harry Kane would have been a perfect piece in that puzzle for Manchester City. But you just have to see how it goes. So, yeah, I said uh, Man City, Adler said Leicester, and it could be a Leicester or Man City win for Mohamed. So, um, on Saturday, there's going to be a big event in Manchester. It's going to be day two, day two of the India versus England cricket um, test series as well. So, it's the final test. And there'll be something at the other Old Trafford down the road where uh, a small team called Manchester United are playing a small team called Newcastle United. And the player behind me, if I go this way, is a young man from Portugal who's actually turning up to play his second debut. So, yeah, uh, this is the time where we can get excited. Oh, man, I've been looking forward to this all podcast long. Cristiano Ronaldo is back. Is at Manchester United. I'm going to the game. You're going to the game, Adil. How are you yeah. feeling? What's your first impressions of Ronaldo back at Manchester United with a potential debut against Newcastle United? How do you see that? Well, I, told, I told you already what I feel like. I said, I told you, I just want to cry. 
I'm just going to sit there in the crowd and just cry and wait for a chant. Or sing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> just sit and cry. Just tears of joy. That's all I'm going to do. Just tears of joy, man. I've waited 12 years to see him back up traffic in a red shirt. I finally get to see him. This is what people don't understand. As kids, we saw this guy literally lift the Champions League, lift the Premier League, lift the FA Cup, lift the League Cup. You want everything on the Manchester United besides the Europa League because that wasn't in Man United's pedigree once upon a time. Yeah, it wasn't relevant during that time. He then went away to Real Madrid and won all the trophies at their club as well. Went to Juventus, couldn't do everything for them, but he still won the league. He's coming back home. He's home. This is like Spider-Man homecoming when he came back to Marvel. <laughs> this is like when the Astros came back. It's, it's bigger. It's bigger. It's bigger. <laughs> I could make this a religious thing, but I'm not going to. I'm not going that deep. I'm not, I'm not, going, I'm not, going, I'm not going that deep because I know... I know. Stay away from that. <laughs> we'll stay away from these religious um, comparisons. We don't need that. We don't need these religious oligarchies. Um, but no, this is like... I'm not going to call him the it's Messiah. Manchester's, it's Man- <laughs> Manchester's favourite son coming home. It's Manchester's Messiah coming home. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll leave it at that, Manchester's Messiah. That could be the podcast. Like, Cristiano Ronaldo, Manchester's Messiah coming back. Um, but no, Cristiano Ronaldo, this is the main talking point of our podcast. Obviously, this is why I got you guys on, because I wanted to talk about how he will affect Manchester United uh, for the next two, three years of his contract. So how do you kind of see it going, Mohamed, from a Spurs point of view? Do you see him actually bringing his A game, or do you reckon his pass is best for the Premier League of this day and age? Can he be past his best? Serie A's top scorer last uh-huh. season. Bam, this is this is this yeah. is me being a yeah, podcast host. I have, to, I, have to open the, I have to open these it's, questions. It's a different league. Don't, don't I, say I those feel... dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no Travis. I'm no Travis Sinclair. Oh, he can't do it at Man United anymore. But he can do it at Man City. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've interrupted you so much, Mohammed. Go for it. Go for it. That's oh, fine. Um, I feel like he's again. He's, he's. I don't think he'll be at his best. Um, mm. Whether he'll play four four games, I'm not too sure. I just don't think that he'll score. He'll get gold and whatnot. Um, whether he'll be able to win win games, By I'm not too sure because you've got like. Yeah, because I, I don't think he'll be able to win games by himself because you've got you've got the liability that is Fred. <laughs> <laughs> don't remind us. Everything was going so well in the build-up. Please. I just don't think like he's in he's in such a key position like I don't know how you can overcome that. I mean, unless like Solskjaer's got some like mad mad tactical plan or something like that then fair play but I just I think that they'll need to overcome that <laughs> the, the way I see it is we won a, a league title with Robin Van Persie and Wayne Rooney up front um, which will be similar to Bruno Fernandes and Ronaldo up front but we had Tom Cleverley and Anderson or Tom yeah. Cleverley and Michael Carrick in midfield so Tom Cleverley he was one of the players if you didn't know or for the listeners that didn't know he had 35,000 people sign a petition to get him out of Manchester United because he was that bad. People signed a petition. No one signed a petition for Fred yet. But we did spend 50 million on Fred, 52 million on Fred. So in, in fairness to Fred, to be fair, he has played a lot of games over the summer. He did play for the Copa America. He didn't really rest properly. He came back straight into pre-season. But it's just the fact that he does so many stupid things, man. When you look at him, you're like, just pass it to someone else or just get rid of it. Don't try and linger on the ball because 
there's a game last season, especially Adil, when we were watching the Leicester FA Cup game, and he just yeah. ruined the game for us, man, just by trying to pass up from the back. Even our last game against Wolves, how mm. bad he was against Wolves. It's like you just see him running around. You wouldn't get a touch on the ball. You wouldn't get yeah. tackled in. He wouldn't make himself. Ball. He wouldn't make himself available for a pass. He's just trying yeah. to look to be like Mark, so he doesn't. All I saw him away from the ball. running around on the pitch. Yeah, or, or when he does get, or when he get does get the ball, he'll take one too many two touches, and mm. then from from there, what if you take one more touch, then you're pretty much shafted. I, mean, I feel like if in the does, Premier League you are in the Premier League. I feel League like if you replace yeah. French with Scott McTominay, would do a whole lot better. It's just it's just one of those things, isn't it? Like with Varane as centre back now, we can we yeah. may be able to get away with it, like we did against Wolves. We had a clean sheet because exactly. Varane was very good. He was helping Wan Bissaka out and. Maguire seems a lot more. Maguire seems a lot more calm as well. Matic is. I feel like Matic is his best. I know he's old and he's got you know legs are getting old, but I still think he's better in that position than Fred is. Yeah, I I still I feel still think Van der Beek could be playing as a number six. I think Van Van der Beek. I I don't see why Van der Beek is just like being held hostage in Manchester on the bench forever. Like I know people are like, oh yeah, as a footballer, he's getting a good wage. He's not playing. It's awful to be not playing as a professional footballer. Every footballer wants game time. Mm. I, I feel like if he, I, I feel like if he doesn't get game time this season, he'll, he'll probably he should go. He should be going because he, he, he was a very good at Ajax. Well, let's see. It was, a fun, it, was, it was a fun player to watch at Ajax, man, and it was he's like been when, he's been promised game time. So I hope he, I hope he does well around the bait because one player who didn't really care much about his career. I just stayed for the vibes with Jesse Lingard. So my friend sent yeah. me a meme recently that ah oh, Jesse Lingard, Jesse Lingard to go to West Ham so could vibe with Ronaldo, Sancho, and Rashford. That's all he wants to do. You just know it. Jay Lings with Ronaldo, just like that. It's gonna happen. We're gonna see that. It's gonna go so with Ronaldo. Imagine Ronaldo and Lingard celebrating at the strip for their That's gonna be mad on Saturday if it happens. If you know happens. if Lingard's on the pitch, they're gonna celebrate like that. You just it's, know. It's, it's gonna be crazy. Um, but yeah, more about Cristiano Ronaldo. How do you see him playing um, in this Solskjaer team? Do you see him being the, the left winger, right winger, striker? Because I think he's going to be a striker, but I know at Juventus, he didn't really like being that central striker because they rather played as a two or he played as a winger. So I think it's going to be quite good to see how, how Solskjaer does because I want to see him as a number nine, personally. doesn't have to do too much running when you've got the likes of Sancho and Greenwood, who's been very good this season, Mason Greenwood. He's got all, all the goals in all the games so far. Three goals in three amazing. games, sorry. Very good to watch, but for, for once, Graham Sunes was right about Man United when he said Mason Green was, was a star, so that's going to be good. And how do you see Cristiano Ronaldo going in the in the team? Do you reckon they'll change the system? Do you reckon it'll still be four three one uh, four two three one? I think he'll still play the three up front, but mm. I do think that he might interchange. So they'll start with Ronaldo up front, mm. but he'll interchange and he'll come off from the left. He'll swap, go through the middle. Maybe come through the right as well. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I don't think there's a fixed position where you can play Cristiano Ronaldo. Because I think it's it'll not, be one of those things that because he yeah. brought it to the team. Remember, as as a youngster, yeah. he was the one that was like, "I don't like it on the right. I'm going to move to the left." And exactly. Ryan Giggs and Fortune, they were just there, like, "What are you doing on my side?" And I'll oh, just try and try against this defender as well. So it'll but be good to see. The one player, the one player that I want to see him play together with is Edison Cavani. I want to see how those two play together. Two legends of the game, two absolute legends of the game, Cavani and, and Cristiano Ronaldo. I'd want to see Solskjaer start, start with those two up front and then have it, two wide wingers out. 
I would because Newcastle play with five at the back. So when you play a one yeah. strike against a five at the back, you've got three centre centre backs occupying you and your space. Having so Cavani got, and Ronaldo, you've got those two quick wingers outside mm. putting the ball in for them two in the box. It's like you know. Don't forget the fullbacks as well. Luke Shaw and Al Wan-Bissaka exactly. are going to be whipping their crosses in. Hopefully, Wan-Bissaka gets better at his crossing and uh, first time delivery. That'd be brilliant. But um, Mohammed, I have a question for you. I want to know from yourself. Um, realistically, how, how does this look to the rest of the league? Do you reckon this could be something that changes Man United's position in the league or do you still think they're one position short from actually winning a title or winning the Champions League perhaps? Do you reckon this wins trophies for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? I, I don't think I don't think it does. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, I don't think it does. Um, I think it, it, it gives them a good stab at it. Mm. I just don't think it does. I don't think they can materialise. They didn't, he didn't necessarily uh, Juventus, he didn't they always struggled, didn't they? Or yeah, Barca so, did won the Serie A, didn't they? they? The last season they didn't. They lost it for the first time in 10 years to Inter Milan, but they still won a, a trophy, um, the Coppa Italia. So they still won that, which yeah. is fine. But it's just yeah. the fact that the season before they won it, when he was there, and the season before they won it as well. I, I don't get how people say Ronaldo's passed it, or Ronaldo's this, or He was better than Lukaku last season in Serie A. Scored more than anyone else in Italy last season. Exactly, well. and Lukaku was supposedly the best striker. So why do people say Lukaku's going to come to the Premier League and tear it up, but Ronaldo's not? I think Lukaku's an amazing player. I really do, and I liked him when he was at Man United. I will always stand by that. He is, just, he is. But why, but it's just, why not Ronaldo, Ronaldo, just like you said? They just think, well, this 36 is coming to the league, he's yeah. not going to do it. But they see Messi going to PSG and they're just they're like, oh yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's wonderful for going to PSG. Well done, people, Lionel Messi. People forget that Ronaldo already did it in the Premier League. He's, he's already torn it up. In the league. He's a, he became the best player in the world in the Premier League. Like Manchester. And then he went to Spain yeah. and tore it up there. And then he went to Italy and tore it up there. So what's yeah. stopping him coming back to England? And then... he did it, did it with Portugal as well. But we're not going to turn this into a Ronaldo versus Messi debate. We don't need to do that as well. <laughs> Um, but no, the, the the one I want to know is uh, whilst he hasn't played a game for Manchester United, whilst his podcast will be released before his debut, how do you see the game going against Newcastle? Do you reckon he'll start? Do you reckon he'll be on the bench? How many goals do you think he's going to score this season? Because I think we're going to win a good 4-1 against Newcastle United. I think Ronaldo will play and I think he will score. I think it will be an amazing uh, day out for Adam and I because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be gassed. I'm going to the game. I'm so happy. This is the first game back. Is. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be crying crying with joy on the way there. I'm gonna be doing like a, a live watch along on the way there, and like the like, Hamza, what are you doing a watch along for? I'm like I'm in the car, I'm like watch me talk about Ronaldo and how much I love him. Um, but really, realistically, I think we're gonna win four one. I think it's gonna be good. I think Ronaldo will go for twenty four goals this season. I think he's gonna be up there with the top scorers in the Premier League because when you look at how. Man United play, Brent Fernandez behind him, Rashford when he's fit, Sancho, um, Greenwood, Pogba. They're going to be not so much Pogba, but uh, McTominay when it's back. Fred, they're going to be doing the dirty work, the hard work for him. So he doesn't have to do the tracking back or running back um, to chase against wingers because he'll just be up front, which I think is what made him such a superstar when Wayne Rooney and Tevez were the strikers for Man United because they did the dirty work for him coming back and he could score the goals and he could get the glory. I think that's going to happen again under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I think Solskjaer understands this man because he played with him, which will be really big for the next couple of seasons. And lick my lips is is that you don't about, play? Yeah, is is just think about Paul Pogba giving him everything. The the player I want to see him most with is Mason Greenwood. 
I think Mason That's Greenwood will learn a lot from Cristiano Ronaldo. And uh, Solskjaer joked, it's like, uh, Ronaldo will learn from Greenwood because of Greenwood's finishing ability with both feet and, <laughs> and things like that. He made a joke about it. But Pogba playing passes through to Ronaldo, but to Paul Cavani. Pogba, Bruno Fernandes behind Ronaldo. It's like, it's like this. Yeah, but Bruno <laughs> Fernandes behind Ronaldo was just like that at the Euros. So it, yeah, it was they didn't really They didn't really play a system that suited Bruno Fernandes, Portugal. Whereas, whereas Man United play a system that suits Bruno Fernandes. Mm. But then it's just, if it's just sort of the number nine, you don't have to change the system at all. You can just keep him. I know, I know. But bang Portugal the goals play, the goals Portugal in. play a completely different system that doesn't suit Bruno Fernandes. It was odd. It was odd. How and they, they don't use him in the right way, like on uh, uh, like social does. Social built his team around Bruno Fernandes inevitably. Exactly. exactly. That should be crazy. Mohammed, how do you see the game going? Are you going to be watching this game on match day on Saturday night, or are you going to be enjoying the office? Illegally, illegally streaming. <laughs> I have to say we do that. <laughs> what? Illegally streaming match of the day? Mohammed pays his tax. How dare you? How dare you? Not on my podcast. We don't, we don't slander anyone about tax returns on this. Tax evasion on, on this podcast. We don't do that. We don't do that. We're not Lionel Messi on this podcast. Avoiding tax in um, Spain. Yeah, I'll, I'll be watching on Saturday. Yeah, Good man. Good man. Come, come to Manchester for dinner if you want. We, we may not be there by the time you reach, but it could, it could be, it could be a good option. Well, it depends. If he leaves before the game starts, he'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll avoid all the match day traffic. All the Man United fans from London will be going up as well. I can't say that because my friend's going to be the night before and he's coming from London, so it'll be fun. Uh, Sadiq, if you're listening to this podcast, I'll be playing this in the podcast when we go into Old Trafford, so you'll, you'll know how excited I am about this. But yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo is a Manchester United player. I'm so happy he's back. I'm so happy I get to watch him. And I've got a couple of tickets already before the end of the year, so I'm looking forward to going with different people. It's Boosted my mood for the season. That's the main thing. Varane was a great sign. Sancho was a great sign. I'm a big fan of them both. But having someone who was your childhood hero come back, someone you didn't get to see play live, and you're going to see him live. Because I've seen him play live for Juventus. I've seen him play him live for Portugal. But never for Man United in my own colour. So it's going to be mad. It's going to be crazy. And I just can't wait. I just can't wait, man. Yeah, 4-1 for me. Adam, I'm guessing you're going to go for like a 12-0 for you. No. Ronaldo, all 12 goals, I guess. I wish. <laughs> From I'll the go, bench. I'll go, I'll go for a four nil. I'll go for five nil. The games with Newcastle always entertaining as well. That's the best thing. Yeah. I'd never see a dull game. There's probably one or two dull games we've played against Newcastle, but most of them are entertaining, high scoring. Mohamed, how do you see the game going? Man United or Newcastle for the W? Uh, United. 3 uh, 1. 3 1. Have Ronaldo triple captain. Have Ronaldo triple captain. That's, that's, that's how it needs to be done for fantasy football. Actually, no, 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 don't do that. I need to tell you guys a story and then this is a story. When Adel and I went to a game uh, a couple of years ago, Man United played Crystal Palace. Dukaku was on hot form. He was scoring like two goals every game. It's crazy. He's playing really well. I went to the game with Adel and his brother, Zachary. We went to watch Man United play Crystal Palace. We won 4 0. Dukaku scored one goal. One goal, the fourth goal. Fellaini scored two and Matt scored one. And I was upset. Why was I upset? Because I triple captain Romelu Lukaku, but Bellaini scored twice. And Massa assisted. And I'm just there like, why am I upset? Because of fantasy football. This is awful. It was awful. We won 4 0. We went for a really nice dinner, but I was like, for fudge's sake, man. For fudge's sake. I'm not swearing on my podcast, but like, for fudge's sake, I'm getting angry with fantasy football. So I was like, about fantasy football in the game. 
I was like, for, for, I was like, I'm never doing that ever for the rest of my life. Getting getting gassed about fantasy football because of a player. But um, moving on about fantasy football, Southampton are playing West Ham United. So Southampton, I think, will lose this game against West Ham United. I think West Ham they had a, a great game against Leicester. It's just going to be fun to see how they actually do away from home with David Moyes as the manager and the Europa League kicking in because they qualified for the Europa League. So, um, Mohamed, actually closer to you, I think. Uh, Stratford, the Olympic Stadium is near yes. where you're living. I'm not going to disclose your location yeah. because I don't want anyone hunting you down um, via the podcast. So how do you see the game going for West Ham and Southampton? Southampton are at home at the St. Mary Stadium. Ooh, um, West Ham are on fire at the moment, aren't they? Um, I definitely think that West Ham could edge it. Mm. Uh, I think, yeah, it'd be close, I think, for both teams. But I think, yeah, the 2-1 to West Ham. Yeah, I'm going for a 3-1 West Ham United. Again, all these predictions I'm not going to put on the on the social media pages because I know for a fact we're probably just going to lose. Um, so many people following us, they'll be like, oh, you know nothing about football. But you can never really guess the football predictions. That's the thing. It's very odd to, yeah. to go for it. But um, I think West Ham are going to win. I think their attack is very good at the moment. I think they've strengthened really well. So it's going to be good to see how they, they do. Because they signed Kurt Zuma as well, added, which is a really good yeah, centre-back yeah. signing. I never thought he would have gone to someone like West Ham. I thought he'd be good enough for a Champions League um, team, personally, but he's gone to a Europa League team. How do you see the game going, Adam? Well, they've got Antonio, who's on hot form. I see West Ham winning 2-0. 2-0. Because Southampton did well against Man United the last home game they played as well. They did very well. West Ham breaking them down and getting a couple of goals. Antonio probably scoring again. Yeah, it's just about how um, like Adam Armstrong can get through this team and Che Adams can get through this defence. Well, if Zuma actually starts, if it's going to be Dawson again starting from the back, we're going to see how it goes. But again, the last three o'clock game of the weekend is Watford versus Wolves. I think it's going to be a straightforward Wolves win. They haven't really done well this season so far. They've been unlucky in a couple of games. Um, people complain about the Ruben Neves foul uh, foul from Paul Pogba, but Ruben Neves went over the top of Bruno Fernandes' foot. So no one was talking about that instead, but Graeme Sooners and everyone who were anti-Pogba and anti-Man United were talking about it as well. So, Mohamed, how do you see the game going between Watford and Wolves? Do you think, well, do you uh, uh, I'm not going to say anything. Just Karen, how do you see Watford and Wolves going? <laughs> um, I think it's definitely a Wolves, Wolves win, essentially. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, because they've had, it's, it's, it's a ridiculous start in terms of how many shots they've had this season and just haven't converted whatsoever. Because I'm not a big fan of Adama Traore. Like, you know how everyone gets gassed over Adama Traore because he's big and hench and yeah. he just looks like he should be an American footballer? He doesn't do anything on the pitch besides dribble and run. He hasn't got he hasn't got end products, has he? He's got like nothing. A, he's like Daniel James. Yeah, yeah like Theo Walcott. Just runs. Just runs Theo Walcott had a couple good seasons, yeah. but he was playing for a big team like Arsenal at the time and he was scoring and assisting. He did like 25 goals in a season once upon a time. But you're looking at this guy with pace and power and you're, you're thinking over the last three seasons, he's not improved. I said it on our last yeah. podcast to uh, Salim, who's on, and we just literally just there like, he hasn't improved. If he had the shots and ability for passing, he'd be one of the best players in the league. He'd be like, Son, wanted him, but Wolves wanted, him, Wolves wanted 100 million, didn't they? Yeah, imagine being ripped off for 100 million for someone like Daniel for James. Oh. Odd. It's just runs. <laughs> It's pace. He's and he's got baby oil in his arms. Like, he's it, it, literally just like a celebrity footballer, Dharma Traore. Yeah. His hair looks good as well. Um, but no, I think I think Wolves will get their first win of the season. Raul Jimenez and Trincao, who make up the rest of the attack. It'll be good to see how they do, because Trincao is on loan from Barcelona. And I think it's going to be fun to see how he does the season, because he does dribble well. He does score and assist a couple of goals. And it'll be good to see how he does personally. But 
Um, where do you guys see this game going? Because I think it's going to be a Wolves 1-0 win against uh, Watford. I think Wolves have created plenty of chances. They just haven't scored any goals yet. Once they get a goal, I think the goals will come for them. Mm. Because it's not like they're playing badly. They're playing well. Yeah. Creating chances, you know, plenty of chances to put in the back of the net. They just, I think so I think too. They just need to take one of the chances and goals will come yeah. for Wolves. Yeah. Even even if it's they're playing, they're it, playing yeah. very different to how they played under Nuno Gomez. I mean, Nuno Santos, well, Nuno yeah. Gomez, Nuno Santos. Nuno Gomez used to be a footballer for Portugal. For those yeah. listening, do you remember so him from Euro two thousand four? So did Nuno Santos. Yeah. Nuno Santos, goalkeeper from Porto. Trust me, he's under Jose they, they Mourinho. Very, they play very different to how they played under him. Under him yeah. was very, I don't know, pragmatic, defensive. They play the same formation as well, but they're, they're yeah. going for it a lot more. This they're, is more... The wingers know, are finding space in the middle watch. of the pitch, which is really good to see as well. Yeah. Like The wingers have more creativity on the ball and Neves and Moutinho don't have to track forward as much as they need to track yeah. back, which is, which is good. They've got more control in the game, I thought. And they did that really well against Man United. They should have beaten us, but they didn't. They should have. They, really they really should have. Yeah. Yeah. They just didn't put the ball in the back of the net. So I think once the goals do start, they'll flow for balls. I think when Jimenez is back on form, no one's no one's really going to complain about that at all because yeah. Jimenez, besides his horrible head injury, he was a great striker. And there's going to be someone that will carry on doing it for Wolves. But yeah, I think Wolves will win. Um, how many do you want? Wolves. Wolves will add a um, yeah. clean sweep for Wolves, which is crazy. Uh, final game on Saturday. Then we've got two more before the weekend's over. Chelsea versus Aston Villa. I We have Salem. <laughs> Salem's an Aston Villa fan. He's not on the podcast today. He was away like, like I was. But the fact that Aston Villa have like uh, locked Jack, lost Jack Grealish, but they've rebuilt their squad. So they've got a couple more players here and there. Danny Ings coming in, Buendia. It's going to be fun to see how Dean Smith rebuilds for Aston Villa. But to me, Chelsea. He might be suspended. Well, he might be not playing because he went away with Argentina when he wasn't meant to play for Argentina. Yeah, Buendia and Emi Martinez. And Appar- Emi Martinez. Apparently, they're going to be okay. Did you hear about that? Um, yeah. Yeah, it was Lo Celso as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and so Romero Man just ran on the pitch and they're just like, oh, no, you lot can't play. You lot can't play. God, it's so odd that because they took a private plane and everything from like London to Buenos Aires, which is crazy. Um, but no, if, if he sure does... I'm not sure they have to quarantine though. That's, the, that's why I'm saying they might miss the game. Did you notice how Ronaldo had to quarantine when he came from Portugal? Yeah. But yeah. Sao Ninguez, who came from Spain, was like... Didn't have to. Didn't have to. Ironic, no. Ironic. Yeah. This is, this is where I cue the X-Files music on the video clip. <laughs> I just need to find it from somewhere. Um, but uh, Chelsea, for me, they're the favourites for the Premier League, in my opinion. I think Thomas Tuchel has built a fantastic team. When you look at that squad, bringing in Sao Ninguez on loan is a fantastic move. I think Manchester United should have gone for it. But when you look at Manchester United transfer windows, we did everything but a midfielder, and that's all I can ask for. We did most of the um, thing. Diogo Dallo coming back on loan as a right uh, right back would be a lot better for us as well. Than Brandon Williams were. He's a lot better attacking than one Bissaka is It's crazy how we're going to have some new players coming back from loan deals and everything, and they're just so much different in terms of players. But for Chelsea, I think it's going to be good to see how they do the season. I think they're going to win the league. I'm going to um, still hold my hands yeah. up. I think Ronaldo coming in is still going to be good for us, but we time will tell to see how he, he actually does, as much as I get excited about him. But Romelu Lukaku. Uh, we were there that day when uh, he played against Arsenal and we weren't at the ground, but we were, we were like following it together and he just bullied that defence. And Mings and Konza versus Romelu Lukaku will be crazy. Got uh, Pulisic. Yeah, it'll be a really good battle. It'll be fun to see how Martinez does against Lukaku if he does play. 
But I think it's going to be a 3-1 win for Chelsea. I think Chelsea are going to win this game. They're going to get ready for the season ahead. And I think they've got a very settled team when you look at them as well. Got a back five, which they're comfortable with. Jorginho. Three midfielders. Jorginho, Kante, Kovacic and Saul now as well. You've got the best centre midfielders in the league for me, in my opinion. And that's kind of how I see it. I think Aston Villa won't have enough to stop uh, Chelsea on their rampant form going forward. They're not on the best of forms, um, but I think they are going to win the league. Mohamed, how do you see Chelsea going? That's another team in London you can visit. Good good restaurants around there as well, if you want to go out next week. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea I'm so, ra- so, so random. I'm so sorry. But I'm just like, if you, if you want to go for dinner, we won't, we won't go for dinner by Chelsea, but we'll go like in that area. It's just quite fun. Sorry, carry on. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chelsea have a very, very strong squad. Um, mm. I think the league's the league's pretty much won either by Chelsea or City this year, mm. in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely in there. Maybe 2-3-0, I think. Yeah, that's, that's decent. Adel, how do you see the game going? Chelsea or Aston Villa? Villa will do better than what most people think they're going to do. I think Danny Ings has been playing very well for them. Um, they've also... <clears throat> Ashley Young's there as well, the legend. Yeah. They've also done very well defensively, so what I've seen of them so far. Mm. Also, their midfielders they have done pretty good. But I still think Chelsea will win. Maybe 2-1 Chelsea. Chelsea win. That's that's true. And then we've got Leeds versus Liverpool. So it's two rival teams of Manchester United and it's going to be fun to see how. (laughs) Don't care. They can both lose. 4.30 game. Uh, I I think Liverpool win 1-0. We don't have to review this game because I don't think... I don't know. It's that Ellen Road. It's it's like Leeds are just... They're a fun fun team to watch. But I watched that Leeds documentary again recently on Amazon. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's just like so crazy how their fans are and how the team yeah. is done up for Bielsa. We haven't yet seen a full Ellen Road in the Premier League. It's going to be and mad. Tomorrow we'll see it. Against not a big team. Again, go on, not tomorrow. Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sunday, well, Sunday we'll see it. It'll be good. Um, if I can't be wrong, so watch it. It'll be on Sky Sports. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah. But I think Leeds, Leeds will put up a tough fight, but I think Liverpool are going to win. Don't I think give Liverpool a good game. I don't know. I think it might be a shock. I'd like to see a 5-4 game. I think it's, it's that kind of game where they both play rock and roll football, open yeah. football. Danny but James will play for Leeds. It's just how... It's like just when how he does. Like, Mohamed, how do you see Bamford versus Van Dijk? Personally, for you, how do you see Bamford versus Van Dijk for you? I think Bamford won't have enough to take on Virgil van Dijk because remember last season, uh, they had a 4-3 game at the beginning of the season um, yeah. where Liverpool won at home. And it's going to be fun He's to back. see how... Yeah, Mohamed... Yeah. Even though I said 1-0 to Liverpool, I think Bielsa will really go for it against Liverpool side because he can, he can get through. Daniel James, a new 30 million signing from Manchester United, who was unfortunately replaced by this man right here, Cristiano Ronaldo, as, as the winger. Um, it's going to be fun to see how he plays because they've wanted him for quite a while as well, Leeds United. So they wanted a Daniel James in that team for quite a while, which I noticed from the documentary. But I see Liverpool win past the... Adel, how do you see the game going? Do you reckon it's going to be a Liverpool win or a Leeds win or a draw? I see Leeds causing an upset. I think a full Allen Road will push them on. Vibes um, upon vibes. Yeah, I see Leeds winning. Know, it might be a crazy game, like a 3-2 or something like that. Leeds has good restaurants as well. There's a there's the Trinity Kitchen, which is good to go yeah. to eat. Leeds has plenty of good restaurants. Yeah, and then you're near Bradford we, as well. Where, where you're we, should, we, should, we should know. 
you two would know more than I would after you spent time in there as well, which is good. Um, but Mohammed, how do you see Leeds versus Liverpool? I'm not sure if they're strengthened enough, to be honest. Who leads? And I feel like they've been sussed out in terms of their play. Liverpool have been sussed out. They were sussed out by Fulham last season, by Brighton last season. Uh, Liverpool, either. Yeah. I th- I th- it'll be good to see how they change it this year as well, because they've got um, Kunate in their centre-back, who hasn't really played yet this season, so it's going to be fun to see if they've actually done anything differently. The but team is ep- quite unchanged from what it's been the past three seasons. It's just Thiago settled in, v- uh, Wijnaldum's left, uh, yeah. Jota's still in the team, which is yeah. good, I'd say. Yeah. But funny, funny how they haven't really because when you look at it, when you look at trying to bring in new players like Miramino, he doesn't get into the starting eleven at all. Mm-hmm. Milner's left. Uh, the same Shakiri. No, sorry, Lalana's left. Shakiri's left. And you're just thinking they're not going to buy any players besides someone of top tier quality to try and push these three attacking players. Joss has done it for Firmino, but Mane and Salah were just overrun last season and just overworked, which. With the African Cup of Nations coming up back in like January as well, they're going to yeah. be out for a couple of months as well, yeah. depending on how their teams do it, or a month at minimum, I'd say, which would be crazy. And if COVID still applies, they'll still have to quarantine when they come back, which would be mad. So that's why I don't think Liverpool will be in the title hunt yeah. because they'll have a disruptive yeah. season, but I think they'll still be in the top four. I think they're going to be challenging uh, on all fronts this season. Not the FA Cup because Klopp can not care about these domestic cups. He wants the big trophies as always, <laughs> the, the Champions League and, and the league as well. Mm-hmm. Um, final game to review um, and then we're just going to talk about yeah. life Everton versus Burnley Everton versus Burnley they've started really well on the Rafa Benitez Demari Gray 1.5 million pound signing has been doing very well scored a couple of goals Andrus Townsend another good signing and I think Everton's made a deadline day signing as well did they add it? I can't remember correctly did, did they, they sign? sign? they sign no I know they signed them. Well, Demari Gray for me is their side. Rondon. They signed, they signed Salomon Rondon. Oh, yeah, Salomon Rondon. Yeah, they got, they got him back again. I'm not sure if his yeah. deadline did end, but again, Gilfie Sigurdsson, we don't like what you're doing. We don't like what you've done. You shouldn't play football ever again. You're a very <laughs> bad man if you're convicted, but I'm pretty sure you're convicted anyway. We, we don't... We if don't, it's we true, don't, we don't know. We don't know if it's true. We don't know if it's true. We have no idea yet. But I know Ronaldo... Would, would not want this to happen. So if Ronaldo doesn't want this to happen, we at Friday Night Couch for that do not want this to happen, which is fun. But um, realistically, I think Everton will win. It's Burnley away. No, Burnley yeah, are playing away. Everton, I think Everton, Everton are home. They should win. It'll be good. They have Damari Gray, who looks a steal at £1.5 million. Pounds. It's quite nice, really, because you're, you're looking at it and you're thinking he's at Bayern Leverkusen for a couple of years. He was at Leicester. He's a title winner of Leicester as well. Yeah. So it's going to be good to see how we really end up doing it. And if, if we really end up seeing Demar Gray being one of the steals of the season, fair play, because he's done very well to start this season off. It's just, I remember last season when they started really well with James Rodriguez, uh, yeah. Iwobi, Richarlison. They just died off. Charge. I, don't, I don't want that to happen. So it would be nice to see Everton kind of challenge for... But I say this every season with Everton. It really annoys me, man. Under Martin, I think Rafa will do well with Everton. It's, it's just, you look at them, Ancelotti, you thought we were going to do well with Everton. They don't challenge for cup finals anymore. They don't go... Uh, I don't think, I don't think An- Ancelotti was the right fit for Everton. He was he's, too, he was too big He was too big yeah, of a manager for this, this he's team. He's grade A. He's a grade A manager. He's a used grade to grade A. a. He's a grade A club. He managed... He, can't go he managed... Ancelotti managed this man to the Champions League title. 
Another one right there. He managed Champions League Varane to his first Champions League title as well, which is crazy. Um, Mohamed, how do you see the game going? Everton versus Burnley. Burnley are playing away. Um, they did decent against Leeds as well in their last game as well. How do you kind of see it? I think, yeah, it's an Everton win to be honest. I think it's quite, um, yeah, I just think the strengths are there. Kind of, mm. Yeah, it, it, they, they become very apparent, I think, especially with Burnley. No, no offense to any Burnley fans out there. I don't think any Burnley fans would listen yes. to, to Friday Night Council attack. They're, they're too racist. They're too racist for our liking. <laughs> it's a, a very racist club, Burnley Football Club. Like they, they signed a player, um, Corne from Lyon, and a couple of the fans were saying, oh, is, is he from Ireland? Because it looked at the flag, the emoji, but it's the Ivory Coast. The same <laughs> colour scheme, like orange, white, and green, and just they're like, this is oh. crazy. Like... They're well, the ones that don't. They're they're the ones that like boo um, taking a knee. I'm um, just uh, like, I really want Burnley to get relegated once and for all because they just survive every season. They're just like something Sean that would. Sean Dyke should go to a club like Arsenal. Sean Dyke is a really good manager. He's proved it every season. Do, I think he'd do good at Arsenal. Imagine him with a proper budget. Yeah, proper team. He'd be very good. Even if he still plays four four two, he'll have more players to use and more. I think Arsenal would do better with Sean Dyche's manager than they would with Arteta anyway. This is very talk sport you're, talk, you're doing, Adil. Arteta should leave <laughs> Sean, and Sean Dyche should go to Arsenal. I, I really think Sean Dyche would be a better manager than Arteta you're being, you're being clickbaity now. You're being clickbaity. <laughs> get, get, get some more views on the podcast, on the YouTube channel, which is crazy. Uh, but this is going to be fun. But no, Sean but Dyche or Sam Allardyce as Arsenal manager. I like Sam Allardyce at an Arsenal club, but he even even he said it, it was like Everton was too big of a job for him. He's not used to having a big club like Everton. So I'm like, yeah. that's crazy. If you can't do Everton, you can't do Arsenal. You can't do bigger than Crystal Palace or Bolton. So he's not going to do Arsenal. It's going to be crazy. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the end of the football talk for the podcast. I just wanted to talk about life. Life, yeah. I want to talk about life. So, Mohammed, as we're ending the podcast now, I just wanted to know. Um, realistically, because you are um, you are a gym fanatic, so I just wanted to know kind of five health benefits from yourself because that's why I wanted to get you on the podcast today about why going to the gym is so important, um, especially after this lockdown period, especially if you live alone or if you're a student. I think it would be quite nice to just hear some points of view from yourself. Also, your camera's off, um, so uh, is that because of like the signal yeah. issues? Yeah, sorry about that. It's literally about my Wi-Fi. It's, it's awful here. Yeah. I haven't I haven't shown it. With my flat, it basically comes with free Wi-Fi. Um, Don't worry. And they're like, um, you can upgrade it, uh, but it's just so intermittent and it's not fiber. I'll put a picture it's of Idris Elba above you as you're talking about this so people will feel <laughs> yeah. inspired. <laughs> um, it'll, it'll be good. Amazing. I mean, I've got um, Ronaldo, yeah. but I just chose Idris Elba. But yeah, just five things why <laughs> just literally just exercising is, is one of the be- uh, best benefits for people like living alone. That'll be a nice way to um, end it. Yeah, so um, the first thing is that basically it it, it provides downtime um, mm. from like life. Yes. Because so with, with life, you have work, you have cooking, you have cleaning, you have like all the other random hundred things that you need to do. And they're all kind of stresses on your life. But with Indeed. the gym, you can kind of, it's, it's like a set of exercises ultimately, or depending on what exercise you do, whether it's running, Mm-hmm. going to the gym and whatnot where you're just focusing solely on that one thing you're not necessarily thinking per se you're just focusing on actioning it and you're, you're you, 
you're ultimately engaging your muscles and whatnot. And that in of itself is a lot of downtime and respite from stresses of life. I think that's the first one. Second, second obviously you go on. Second one, I'll, I'll jump in for this one. Adam, you can jump in for the third one. Second one for me, as I know you're big on gym, for me, I'm big on football. So obviously you've seen the summer of me playing Friday night football back with my friends again in Birmingham, which has been fantastic. It's been a great social aspect for me personally. I've seen all my friends back in person over the, after the last year or so we've had in lockdown and recording it was great because I got to re-look at my footage, how well I was doing, if I was like finding things tiring. And last week I found it quite tiring because I wasn't back to my normal self. So I enjoyed myself a bit too much in these last couple of weeks. Since having that second jab, I've just been like, oh, I need to eat more chocolate when I didn't need to. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it, which is fun. Um, but yeah, it's a good social aspect when you're exercising, especially when the winter's coming up. You want to be obviously just being a bit more social and not being cooped up indoors in the winter. So that's um, number two from me. Adel, uh, I know you're you're keen on your gym with your David Lloyd membership. So a uh, little plug for David Lloyd right there. Don't worry, I'll come to play tennis sometime soon. We'll play tennis sometime <laughs> soon. We'll arrange a date. I think mentally, mm. mentally it's a good, you know, it's good to shut everything else off and just going on in your life. Definitely. Go, uh, if it's the gym, swimming, uh, playing tennis, um, I don't know, relaxing in the spa. It's just a good mental shut off. It's like you train your mind. I don't know, if you're swimming, yeah. you train your mind to what you want to do in the swimming pool. If you're in the gym, you again, you train your mind. You know, whether, <laughs> it's, whether it's increasing in weights, increasing, it's true. bettering your form. It's improving yourself um, as off, well. Yeah, blocking off what anybody else is. First of all, looking at you, you block it off. You know, talking to anyone, just block it all off. If Benjamin Mendy looks at you in the gym, just, <laughs> just run away. Just run away. <laughs> just run. Two miles. Three miles. Just away from Benjamin. He's looking at you in a different way. We don't want that. We don't want that from Benjamin. So I think uh, yeah, uh, another benefit kind of thing that I kind of thought of. Um, Number four, go of, for it. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's quite, I don't know if it's vain or not, but um, basically going to the gym, you look good, you feel good, you perform good, just in just general life. And self-worth, you, you call it self-worth. Like self-worth, confidence. Yeah. confidence. Yeah. Build your self-esteem it, in different ways. Yeah, and it, it kind of, it helps so much. Genuinely does, like, because you, you just feel so much better and um, you don't get annoyed by small, small things. It kind of, ties in with the mental aspect as well definitely yeah does. definitely yeah. Does. you know someone who's very short on confidence or has low self-esteem yeah because you know, way to build it up and you know work away at yourself get everyone else just, just work on yourself you doing you with your self-worth yeah. which is crazy yeah and um, number five for me is basically the fact that when, when you're looking at everything that you're doing in your life, and like Mohammed said, it's, it's literally just improving yourself. And when you're looking at where you want to be in your life in the next five, 10 years, I believe exercise has a big part in literally just everything in life now. Because over the last year or so, since I've been playing football, I've been playing basketball, playing cricket, been running. Um, I'm not too keen on weights, to be fair. I don't think weights is for me at the gym. But realistically, when you look at little things like how well you sleep, um, the type of things that you eat, what you cook, what you like yeah. to cook now. Yeah. And especially during lockdown, when I didn't want to go out for takeaways or do anything like that, it'd be yeah. easier to just cook healthier things because I know for a fact that when I'm going back to football and when I did, 
it would benefit me. So like I'm playing football on Thursday, we're recording this on a Tuesday night. I know for a fact for the next couple of days, I won't have anything spicy because it's going to benefit me when I'm playing football and mm. I'm making things a lot easier for myself. And when you're swimming, Adil, and when Muhammad's going to the gym two, three times a day, like he does, which is ridiculous commitment. And I applaud you for that. It's great. It just show it just shows that there's so many things that can be that can go so wrong when you don't exercise. And for me, when I wasn't exercising, when I had that second jab, I found it awful, man. Because I'm just there, like my mind was busy with so many unnecessary things. I was just worried about little things like that. And even when I went on a holiday recently, I went on holiday with my wife, and we went like walking and trekking. And sometimes in the rain, but it was still nice. It was still opening when you're in nature, and you can still appreciate these kind of things as well, which is brilliant. Mm. So um, realistically speaking, the fact that we've had this little conversation now was just an eye-opening thing, but we still need to go to Leicester, Mohammed to have a couple of games of tennis with, Adel, with, his, with his membership as well. It needs to be done. I, I'm not as good as I once was, but even when we're playing cricket this year, I, it's so much fun. The last year, got oh, to yes. bat fast. It's fun, fun experience. Man. Yes. Um, but my MacBook's about to die, so my recording's about to end. So Mohammed, thanks for coming on for the podcast. Adil, as always, thanks for coming on the podcast. Nice. I'll see you Saturday. Uh, for yes. the homecoming of Cristiano Ronaldo, the, mes- the, together. the Manchester Messiah is coming back. <laughs> there, I've made it religious. The Manchester Messiah is coming back. That is that is the title for the podcast of episode 41. We, uh, we can sit and cry together, boss. We're going to be crying over our burgers after he scores a hat trick. He's going to score an overhead kick and he's going to go, Zoo! everyone Ooh. in the crowd is going to do that, which is going to be crazy. Uh, Muhammad, you're always welcome. I'm going to be crying on, on, on my way to bed right now just thinking about it. Uh, but Mohammed, thanks for coming on the podcast. I'll see you soon, hopefully, and um, try and get to some Spurs games if you can because it's a great experience going to football games, especially now after COVID that made things a lot easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. Take care, everyone. Uh, best wishes. Enjoy your week. And by the way, for the people listening, I'm not at Friday Night Football anymore, more, but I may still be doing GoPro football. So check out our YouTube channel. I may be bringing some more content for you soon. Uh, we hit 6,000 views in total on YouTube. That's a mass, That's a massive thing. I'm very proud of that. So anyone who's listening, thank you very much for watching our videos. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, good night. Oh, I'm recording this tonight, but if everyone's listening, just thank you very much.